1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: The first four hours were simply in a moose bush. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure, do the one not dessert? Not for me.
1: Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene.
4: Hit it again!
5: You did it. You fixed it. There. Brought
4: to you by Extend Technologies, X T E N D A V dot com. Folks, there is trouble in River City today on the podcast. Joining me is Ken Carmen on the Emerging Podcast. See, we still haven't changed the name. We wanted to call it the. Are We live right now. Three, oh, we're live. We wanted to call it the. Oh, three, Jesus! The three fifty seven so boys. What was no the five five thirty seven? Not to be confused, with the five zero four boys or the heavy boys. Oh.
3: No, the heavy. Who are
4: the fat boys? Uh, fat boys. Fat boys were one of the originals. Yeah, whatever happened to the fat boys? Did they ever have diabetes, uh, LASIK surgery, uh, LASIK surgery, uh, lap band surgery, they and LASIK surgery? Both of them, so they could see themselves thinner. So they could see the scale when they lost all the weight. All, all right, right, Kenny, we gotta we gotta get down to the nitty uh, gritty here. Nitty gritty, nitty gritty
3: here. Nitty gritty. People gotta stop having the fight over the. Over, what are we talking about? Are we talking any, anything
4: we at all We have about not the, talked about anything. We haven't talked about anything. Play? We've just well, been stalling time. Well, I just we're got to. We brought you back
3: There you go. We talked about that. I just got to something because. People keep saying the play worked. The play didn't work on third and two. If the play worked on third and two, if the play worked as, as it was supposed to, people keep saying the play worked. If Bill Walsh were alive, Bill Walsh would tell you the play didn't work. Why did the play not work? Because the ball wasn't placed where it was supposed to be placed. Amari Cooper, no matter what you want to say, Amari Cooper felt he needed a push on third and two. Mm. The play did not work. That's a pretty good throw. You didn't think it was a pretty good throw? It was a pretty good throw, but Bill, Bill Walsh always said, 12 inches ahead of the numbers. Right here. That's where the ball needs to go. Everything was timing. Okay? That ball needs to be put, and I know it's a different area. I know it's a different era, I should say. But that ball... Amari Cooper still felt he needed to get space, and so he jostled. And you could say it's ticky-tack, but the play didn't work. The ball moved backwards, not forwards. They're like, he scored a touchdown on that play. No, he didn't. The ball moved backwards. We are not working in reality here, guys. The ball moved backwards. Two and five is the record. Do we chant that? No. Okay. I don't want to.
4: Anyway, I'm seeing a lot of trashing of the best running back in football right okay. now. So that yeah, people what's going on there? so that, so so that people can here. win an argument, so that we can defend the organization, no matter what the run-pass ratio is and how they use Nick Chubb. And I get it. I'm somebody who always says play calling is overrated. I think we talk too much about play calling. But when you're two and five and your offense DBOA, is ranked as high as it is, but you're not winning games. Clearly, you're not managing games well. Well, that's part of play calling. I don't look at play calling as just did a play work. I think play calling, and any really good coach, will talk about this, has to do with managing games. When Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, do you think he just drew up plays so that Tom Brady could score touchdowns as fast as humanly possible so he could trot his defense out on the field right away? Mm -mm. Is Is that good play calling? It worked. The plays worked. Or... Do you think Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, if you want to give Belichick all the credit fine, uh if you want to it, it, do you think Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick together decided, "Well, we could score a lot of different ways because we have Tom Brady. But you know what we don't want to do? Put our defense in bad spots, so we're probably going to try to manage games as effectively as we can."
5: Well, you look at look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They've made a concerted effort to not be as fast. And I say that in a in a way that they were putting their defense, their defense, not great. It's not bad, but it's not great. The secondary, especially they had to stop putting them on the field for 40 minutes a game because Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill were just scoring in a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. So they have to go to a way they got bigger receivers that are more possession type receivers. And they're trying to run the ball more and hold the clock more so that they aren't gassing out the two good players they have on defense. Kinda of what they, we have to get. They need, going they need here. to win.
3: They need to win. They, I mean, they need to win. They need to win a damn game. We got people trying to I saw what you responded to all those people. They need to win a game. I mean, if you're if we got people call, if we got people calling up to trade players just because they're mad and they and you and you got people who are trying to rip Nick Chubb just to win online arguments, they gotta win. I mean, Jesus, they gotta win a game. They gotta win a game. I don't know what you gotta do on Monday, buddy. you gotta win a game, Kevin. Please for the love of God. You gotta win a game, buddy. You gotta win a game. You gotta win it, man. You gotta get the three and five. God, I know we, three and three and five that. does not solve all your problems. Yeah, we're so nah, past three it. you gotta win. You gotta win going into the bye. Just mm-hmm. get a win. Calm people down a little bit. Just let people know you can win a football game. Just let people know you can win a football game. I'm getting tired of the bitching, getting tired of the moaning, getting tired of the cussing, getting tired of it, man. You gotta win a football game. Okay, you can't just sit here and wait for Deshaun Watson and keep saying Deshaun Watson on December fourth. Stop it, stop it. You gotta win. Okay, we'll say it all in the morning. Okay, done talking Browns now. Um, did you want to talk about the trouble in Rocky River? I had a whole big thing about college football, but it, you 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 going to get this off your chest? What's that? What?
4: What trouble where? What you said trouble in Rocky oh, River? No, I said trouble in River City. What's River, a, I
3: assumed River no, City was no, no, Rocky River.
4: River City. See, uh, Kenny, oh. I wouldn't have expected you to know oh. this because you did not perform in the musical Music Man when what? you were in middle school like I did Oh, or in fifth grade. What was I in when I performed in the you local, in, in the local you musical you you oh, background, background. I had no voice, but, um, I performed. I had no athletic ability or singing ability, Ooh. but I was in the play Music Man. And one of the running themes is there's trouble in River City. And that's where that quote comes from. That's all.
3: Oh my God! So wait, you okay? I thought it was. That was the only reason over. I brought that up. But oh. the
4: trouble was oh, what okay. we just
3: went over. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then, never mind. No. Oh, okay. I saw a big coaching problem in the Ohio State game,
6: but it Tell wasn't me. with Ohio State. Oh, yeah, swerve, time. You can't yell like that
3: in here. Oh, uh, what'd you say, buddy? You can't yell like that. Oh, in here. I'm sorry. Is that overmodulated? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I apologize to everybody who's listening yeah, online. Yeah, your ears right now
5: and your earbuds.
3: I'm sorry everybody who's listening live live, ninety two three the fan extra. I apologize for that. Do you want me to tell you what the problem yes, is? Yes, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. So our good buddy Doug Le Maurice who comes it, yeah. on the show. Yeah. Uh Ohio State plays Penn State. Really Penn State. I really do think they're gonna beat Penn State's breaks off. Is that is that it, Happy Valley, or is that in Ohio State? I think I, it's Ohio State. I, I think it's Ohio, like it's Ohio, Ohio State. State. Ohio they, State
4: only plays home games this year. Well yeah. they
5: only had to go to Michigan State and that was it. That was it. Yeah. Everything else
3: you get to do. At
4: home. I good think they them. play four road games this well, year.
3: Done. Well done. So I noticed something that I was a little bit upset about. I'm gonna get out um Iowa schedule, which by the way, did you, you did you get to see anything because of um
4: Very little. I have yeah. to catch the the wrap up show, which I've been deprived of the great Lou Holtz arguing arguing in court with what was it, Mark May? Do they still yeah. have it? No, no, oh, that's, that's long gone. Bring it, Bring it back. Bring it back. One of the great segments in sports see, history. I got Give me I thought Skip it was Holtz
6: and
5: Tim May yeah. at least. <laughs> So I,
3: I got to see a lot of college football <laughs> was over the line. weekend. And uh, I got to tell you, the whole Pac-12 after dark, you guys got to start those games earlier in the day, Pac-12.
5: I don't think you can call it Pac-12 Ooh. after dark and then go, it gets but dark we're doing it at 4 p.m. It gets got early in
3: gotta, October no, and November. No, it's so dark. It's so, I'm so in sleepy. In the East Coast. tone. I went to Pac- bed. I was, t- I was t- I, dude, It was 10 o'clock. It's such dead. a long Unless day. Unless you're after dark tired. is 6 a.m. I go to bed. Guys, I don't go to bed till 2. Remember, I'm staying up until God knows when for Friday Night Touchdown. You're going to have to get better jobs
5: then, Ken. No. God. Why don't you tell the, those high school eight. guys to start, hey, let's get these games rolling by 4.30 p.m. No,
3: because you're, you're going on, you're going on go. at 11 anyway. After, Put it on, after, after, on the 7 o'clock uh, news. After the 10 o'clock news. We should, oh, my God, it'd be great if we could go on at 7.30, but then people would be upset because they're missing Big Bang Theory.
5: Oh, that's... And I heard
3: Sheldon this week. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, I... Uh, I I went to bed, but the, I went to bed at ten, and you just miss I because I, I mark down. This is how big of a nerd I am for college football. I get my Phil steel book out, and I mark down all and I in red I mark the losses, in in green I mark the wins, and it's it's color coded. And, you and don't then bend the creases, and then in blue <laughs> I mark the games I watch. I star the games I watch. Okay. So you know, and so I'm like, I so like say I get um, Texas Tech, right? Mm-hmm. I put a star in their so I'm so I watch Texas Tech versus Kansas State versus Iowa State versus so and so and so and so, so I could say, hey, I watched Texas Tech a few times. So with the Mac, it's embarrassing how many Mac games I ended up watching. A lot of it's thanks to Tone and thanks to Reg, because mm-hmm. I ended up watching Reg's games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which Buffalo. I thought Buffalo was going to be terrible. They lost a they lost a Holy Cross and a Hail Mary. Buffalo's ripped off and five now look straight. At them. Yeah, good for them. Good for the Bulls. Uh, and thought Kent State was going to do a lot better. They're starting they to get too. it turned around, but their their defenses uh, their defenses had some problems. Their offense has been good, but their defense has been a sieve. So. There's been and I thought Miami of Ohio was gonna be better. Thought Bowling Green was gonna be worse.
4: Miami, of Ohio had the big uh the big win, yeah. in the big and, ten and against you know North, Northwestern.
3: Who's the co- you're basically by the way, you've basically become the T V voice of Ohio University. <laughs> Who is the <laughs> head Akron. coach Tim uh uh Tim Alvin. Tim Alvin. Yeah. He has done a great job taking over They were bad last year, too. Yeah, well that this first is only year his, after so much. Yeah. This is only his second year. He must have been a son of a you-know-what. I can't say it on this. I'll get dumped. He must have been a real you-know-what as an assistant to be able to get their respect and demand their attention and get them going. That's
4: what they were worried about, I think, last year when they had a down year. Then what did he do? He went and got new coordinators. Oh, really? Oh, really? Now, Now, I'm done running Frank Solich's program even though Frank is around see, the I program. I didn't know that. Wow. But that's kind of what you have to do, I think, to earn the respect. I didn't be know like, that. Be like, is this guy just going to be in the shadows with Frank Solch Is going to be around? They're going to name the field after yeah. him. He's going to show up on certain game days and FaceTime with us. Like, at some point, it has to be your team. Because it
3: just – it. I mean, I see it at all three levels, and it just – it's so hard for it to work. And it does. Sometimes it does, but it's getting rarer and rarer. Like you just need a clean break after these guys, these legendary coaches and Frank Solich became a legend at OU
4: 17 years. He was a,
3: and he was a great coach for OU, great coach for OU. And these guys become legends and then they, and then they move on. And if one of their assistants takes over, it, it just becomes so difficult. It becomes so difficult for them to, to demand the same respect and even if they're not a legend, it becomes, like we saw with Freddie Kitchens, it becomes difficult. And he didn't take over for a legend, not by any stretch of the means. Um, but it, I, I think it becomes difficult. And we're seeing this with Marcus Freeman right now. I mean, good God, the stuff that's being written on Reddit. Now, I don't pay attention to Reddit, but you do. And you My whole life has lived on Reddit. You sent me some of the stuff they were, they were comparing him to Jerry Faust. Now, I, I have a soft spot for Jerry Faust. But Jerry Faust was probably one of the best high school coaches in Ohio football. And then, I mean, if he would have just stayed in Ohio high school football, mm-hmm. probably would have been one of the greatest coaches ever in Ohio high school football history. But how do you say no to Notre Dame for crying out no, loud? Of so yeah, not. I, I can't blame him. Anyway, we're going down a weird rabbit hole, and I didn't want to do that. I saw – so everybody's talked about nepotism, nepotism, nepotism when it comes to Iowa. I saw it on full display watching the Ohio State game. Now, there are going to be questions coming up about Ohio State in the red zone, and we'll talk about that here in a second. My problem with Iowa and the nepotism is this. You have a contract with Kirk Ferentz that is extremely expensive for a very long time. Okay, He's making $7 million per I can year. can thank
4: Neil Cornrich from right down there the road. Listen, listens to the show, by the way. Well, it's a, well, Shout you know, out, Maybe Cornrich. to
3: the podcast. And Neil, Mr. excuse me, Mr. Cornrich, if you listen to the podcast, you've done very well with that. I'm not blaming you for the contract. You've done very well with that contract. But this is the problem that you have here. You have, a, you have a coordinator and his son makes $900,000 a year and probably will make more than that because you're not going to fire your own son. That's how much he makes. Yes. Their offense is nothing. My criticism is this, okay? Now, Iowa has been what I've respected about Iowa. Iowa knows who Iowa is. And Iowa knows that Iowa remembers pre-Hayden Fry. Iowa knows that they are a team that's capable of turning in two wins in a season because you're in the middle of nowhere, and it's hard to recruit kids there. It's very difficult. And I've always respected Iowa because they know who they are. Nebraska forgets who they are. Now, they can sell out, and they have a very rich history, but they forget who they are. Going back to Frank Solich, they forget who the hell they are. Now, they have great resources, but they forget. Iowa, this is where they're at a crossroads now. I'm watching the Ohio State game. Their defense is a living bitch out there doing well, crossing them up. They get to the red zone. And I mean, Ohio State had some short drives, and they're stopping them defensively. And Ohio State's settling for field goals. And Ryan Day's doing the right thing. He's settling, he's taking the points and he's doing the right thing cuz he knows eventually they're going to break. Iowa can't keep it up and they know defensively they they they're, they're, they're going to have to turn in their hard hats and and just let Ohio State roll over them. And they did. 54-10. That score looks terrible. But let's go deeper. It's at one point it's 13-10, it's 16-10 and Ohio State's frustrated in the red zone. At 19-10, Spencer Petrus is trying to get an offensive drive going. They really can't get it going. This is the story of Iowa's season. For whatever reason, Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, much maligned by the Iowa fan base, decides to on third down, I believe it was, and I wrote this down, but I don't have my notes on me. Throw from the gun out of their own re- out of their own end zone out of their own end zone. Throws a pick, um. Oh, God, I forget who picked it off. One of the linebackers picks it off, picks six, runs right into the end zone, touchdown, you, Blake, it's 25-10, and we are off to the races. And I watched till it was 40-10, to and then I turned it off. Um, But Petrus comes off the field, and immediately Brian Ferentz, and this is me from two hours away on TV and watching Iowa, and I've watched Iowa almost every game this year, almost every game. Brian Ferentz starts ripping him. I mean, tearing his ass up in front of God and everybody. And I'm going, my problem is this. Did you ever learn to coach or did you just watch your dad and play coach? Now, that's a very tough thing to say. And would I say that in front of Brian Ferentz right now? I don't know. But and Maurice, God bless him, asked the questions, asked the tough mm. questions in the post game cuz he I mean Doug was saying like hey, I would I would people don't won't ask these questions to him. Which is weird. Well, at this point. Because they're very I mean you asked the wrong questions. Who who's their um um Who's their basketball coach Fran? Uh du- uh Who Dunphy uh not Dunphy. Yeah. Uh, that's the other you one. You know what his name yeah, is? Yeah, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Thank yeah. you. They're, I mean, they'll they'll freeze you out over there mm-hmm. with Iowa. Iowa State, everybody will let you in because you know Iowa State's wonderful people.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: But they're Iowa, they'll freeze you out. So they're a little quiet. Well, Doug doesn't care. God, Doug covers Ohio State. Doug will ask the question and write it up and let get a conversation started. And that's why Doug's Doug. So what was the question? So of? Le Maurice asked about the nepotism about why won't you fire? I mean, a lot of other offensive coordinators you can move on from. Why won't you fire your own son? You use just because he's you your son. Like that type of thing. And I said, that right there is the nepotism there. Because I'm sitting there thinking, do you not have any common sense? I go, this quarterback is struggling. Your wide receivers aren't good. The only thing you have that's decent is your offensive line on the offensive side. And your tight ends have been good historically. Your, Your quarterback struggles. Either your wide receivers don't catch the ball or when they're open, your quarterback can't deliver a good football and you decide to throw the ball. You play the position game all day, every day, every game long. And you decide when the game is still a two touchdown game or excuse me, a three. No, it's, it's, it's 1910. It's a two possession game. You still decide to throw out of your own end zone Mm -hmm. on a shotgun. And then you got the balls to cuss him out. On the sideline, in front of God and everything, like listen, if you were playing Indiana, which you smoked thirty-four-six, okay, if you if you did that against Indiana, if you did that against, I'll say Maryland, I'll say, I mean, I, I'll say this, I'll say this, if you did that against Maryland, if you did that this year against. If you did that against Indiana, you did that against Maryland. If you did that against Northwestern, it, like if you let Northwestern hang around with you and you wanted to let them have it, be my guest. Be my guest. That's a that's an advanced year kid. Go ahead and do it. You're at the shoe, and against the number one team in the country. That's your fault. Hundred thousand people screaming their heads off, and you're in a, you're in an end zone. You're backed up in an end zone. When you're backed up in an end zone, it gets loud. You're backed into a corner, so it's loud around you. That's your fault to do that, dummy, not his. Now, if you had one of the better quarterbacks in the country, if you had C.J. Stroud, try it. Try it. He's supposed to do it. But don't take your quarterback who's already buzzing And already he's afraid that the worst thing in the world is going to happen and put him in that position, and then when the worst thing does happen, start cussing him out. That ain't coaching. That's just yelling. Any idiot like myself who's yelling right now can yell. That ain't coaching. I got pissed. I got pissed for his quarterback.
4: How many years left does head coach have there?
3: I think he's got to like 2029.
4: Do you think there's any part of him who is like, well – I could fire my son, but because of NIL, because of the transfer situation, because of what a behemoth Ohio State is, because Michigan's back on track, do you think he's thinking to himself, ah, I'm ready for them to fire me or buy me out and let's, uh, let's move on with life. We've made a lot of money. I've made generational money for this family. I've, I've opened the doors to my son who has a chance to now be in college football the rest of his life. And all right, let's, uh, we've had a, we've had a good run and they have, I was had a good run. They have with him at he's the helm. He's been a very successful and you're right, head coach. The next coach they hire, they might have three straight seasons of being dead last or around the bottom. Yeah.
3: well, that's a, that's a thing that I think a lot of Iowa fans fear. And I think that's a thing that their, their board would fear and their AD would fear like,
4: I mean, there are guys who just don't want to coach in this NIL era. And I know fans hear that Nick, and they go, Nick Saban oh, has talked about it. Yeah. you make all that money. Sure, but they made all that money and didn't have to deal with NIL. Now they do have to deal with it, and they're set for life anyway. I wondered how many coaches. You saw immediately Coach K, Roy Williams, done, done, see ya.
3: They, those guys well, could have coached for it's, another it's five years. It's not just about. It's not just Easily. About, they're like, why would I? We always see it as it's a
7: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop,
5: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Madella is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago,
3: Illinois. Well, it, they're being unfair to the players, and these coaches don't want to be fair to the players. It's not just about that. which Some of it is true. Sadly, that, that part is true. And I, I don't want them to not be fair to the players. It's also about... Are you on a pl- level playing field and now we're seeing it where there are play or, or, and what I mean by level playing field like you get schools that get guys who are finally if you're on a good if you're a good recruiter and you can sell family and you can sell support can you get a four star now yeah we got a four star well now somebody can just show up with a with a bag and that's fair I don't blame that player for taking money and I don't blame that school for offering that money. On the quote unquote NIL deal. That's business. That's real life. That's business. But now you got a coach who's frustrated by it. And now you remember you're losing good head coaches because now you have coordinators who before would take maybe a group of five job to prove themselves. Oh, I don't know about that. Like Brett Venables. Do you think Brett Venables every now and then? Probably not right now because coaches are egotistical people. But do you think, at, at, like, if Brett Venables goes and gets beat on Thursday night against our guy, which might happen. It might happen. You think there might be some in the back of his mind going, Clemson's top five team right now. Dude, <laughs> like, I was getting paid a hell of a lot of money. I've already
5: seen it with, like, so they make him, you know, everybody has to do Instagram videos and yeah. all this stuff now for him. But they do these things where they're like, oh, hey, coach. Like, he's getting off the bus for game day, and they're like, hey, coach, big game today. And he's like. Here we go. He's, like, trying to get him. It's like, Sooner Nation, we uh-huh. need you. And it's just, it feels so forced. And that's not the get-back. That's not the guy that needs the get-back coach, yeah. right? Yeah. Those are two different people. I yep. could see him totally going, I wish I was still a D coordinator right yep. now. Less responsibility. I can be me. He's not allowed to be himself yeah. anymore.
3: We're seeing a change. I mean, we're seeing a change in the type of person it takes to be a head coach of those programs. Like, I, I wonder if it'll grind out Saban here over the next couple of years. Um, it, it, well, it's also getting to a point where you don't know what's what's true and what's not when, it, when it's quoting Saban anymore um, because I think people are starting to affix fake qu- K- Coach K quotes about NIL on Saban, so i got to be careful what I read and what I don't read when it comes to college football. But, yeah, that was just one observation I had of the Ohio State-Iowa game. I thought that was ridiculous, and I go, now I get what some of the people are saying about the um, about the nepotism thing with Iowa because I, I just go, that's ridiculous. I go, yeah, this this quarterback ain't that good. I know mm-hmm. he's not that good. I, I don't want to sit here and rip him up, but it's like, what are you doing? Why, why would you, like, run the ball. I know it's third and long. Run the ball out of there. What the hell are you doing?
4: Um, the the Was that the big noon kick- kickoff this week? Yeah. Okay. But we've bemoaned this before, and I'm an Ohio State person. I want Ohio State to dominate every game. But secretly, there's got to be a part of every Ohio State fan who also thinks these games are so lopsided. You don't look forward to them anymore. Yeah, if you go down to the Shoe or you go down to Tailgate right outside uh, the stadium, that you are going there for an ass-kicking for a game that's going to be over in the second quarter, and it's really not about the game anymore. It is amazing how the haves and have-nots in college football continue to grow further apart. We Mm -hmm. thought NIL would—some people, foolishly, I think, thought NIL and transfer rules— would bring everybody closer together. It hasn't. It hasn't. It's it's moved them further apart. And so I know it's a totally different argument and a totally different day for us, but this is all trending towards one league, not all these conferences, one league, bunch of teams, getting rid of the the lopsided games every week. And there's still gonna be some lopsided games because college football. Mm-hmm. But is is anybody having as much fun today watching college football as they did? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? I really ask. I, I want to make sure am. I'm not in the bubble. I,
3: well, I actually...
4: <sighs> My buddies do not look forward to Ohio State games anymore. Okay. That's just... That's something they look forward to. I am... And we, we love blowing watch, teams out. You love...
3: Watching general college football, mm-hmm. I am. Because um, I am... I'm pa- enjoying... Just real
4: quick. Patriots. Patriots. Uh, we know people in Sports Talk Radio in Boston. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, after 20 years of domination... Our fans didn't get up for regular season games anymore. So winning a regular season game, you'd open up the phone lines and it would be, oh, I don't know about that left guard. Yeah, That could be an issue in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's what it got dumbed down I, to. Um,
3: I I wonder, like, you know, for a fan, for, a, for an Ohio State guy, does it turning it in one eight and four year. Like if the Ohio State was to turn in like 1 8 and 4 season, would it help them sink their teeth in like a Clemson maybe last year. Maybe losing to Michigan, <laughs> maybe that did it. Clemson 9 and 3 last year. Mm. Yeah, but like remember we we won't work Thursday, Friday right. the week of Michigan.
4: That yeah, will be off.
3: We'll be off. But we will, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday we'll have some Michigan stuff that week. Mm-hmm. So that'll make it a little bit better. Uh but I do think I do think they'll take care of business against Penn State this week. I think that a lot of people. I think it was the perfect mix last weekend. Where I don't know how much you got to see because you were traveling back from OU. Um, they played. Oh, the, the the backup quarterback from Minnesota, bless his heart, he tried his damnedest. They had Tanner Morgan on the sideline, mm-hmm. and they're just. You can tell they're just not the same, and they've. I think they've lost three in a row. Minnesota has. They really had
4: the running back too.
3: Uh, he's okay. I know he came back from injury. But, I mean, they just got boat raced second half. Yeah. And you knew it was going to happen in the second half. I didn't, I, I went to bed about halftime. Um, did I go to bed halftime? No, I went to bed third quarter. And uh, you just knew it was going to take off. And it did. And uh, it was good. But it was a good beat-up game for Penn State to build up the hype for Penn State, Ohio State. But I think Ohio State's probably just going to. I'd be surprised if Penn State got, made it real tight against Ohio. had Urban
4: had some crazy games against Penn State. He did,
3: he did. Oh, I had
4: a take. I want to run by you. Don't don't put a lot of thought into it because it's something we could talk at a later red time. Red zone
3: problems, man. I mean, they, they, yeah, they I got they had some problems. Ohio State I, had some problems in the red zone. I against agree Iowa. with you. It reminded me last year against Nebraska.
4: I wonder if they've got uh, C.J. Stroud a little. Uh, I think he's.
3: I think he's trying to be too perfect.
4: I think there's a little too much going on down there yeah. when they get down, too much to think about. But uh, real quick, my new take. Okay. If Ohio State wins the national championship this year, that'll be three coaches in 20 years. All right. That have won a national champion. Won a national championship. Yeah. Urban Meyer, Tressel, and, and now Ryan, Ryan Day. Day. Is that the true definition of the best program in college football? Ooh. Not best year after year. That's Alabama. Ooh. Alabama has been that in, in spades. But you know three what? coaches. Now you know LSU what? LSU had two coaches. Ooh, we gotta add that. We gotta add that to the no, regular LSU's show. LSU's had three coaches.
3: Yeah.
4: Ed Ordrin, Ed, Smith, and, and Les Saban.
3: But that hasn't been twenty years. That's been over twenty years.
4: But they've also had down years. Ohio State does not have down years. Well, we would be tw- it would be twenty years this sure. year.
5: The Les Miles matches up with the um Tressel, Tressel. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're basically on the same,
4: yeah, in the Damn. same path. That, that you can say what you want about all these great programs. What is Clemson the minute Dabo Sweeney walks out that door? What is Alabama well, today? Now he's built it up so much. So who's going to coach Alabama? Is it going to be Dabo? Like that's what a lot of people
3: I, think. I know Urban got caught in his own restaurant, uh-huh. feeling up on a girl, but he didn't get caught in a strip club before mm-hmm. he even before he even right. coached a game, <laughs> right? Like down in, which Alabama, in Alabama. Which happened there.
4: But what is the mark of a great program? One that never has down seasons, no matter what. And then think about it: their down season was the Luke Fickle year. They still made a bowl game, but they were bad that year. They lost to Michigan, and they were not good. Then they six lost the bowl six, game right? to Florida. Yeah, I think they were six and seven is what they finished. The season, God, yeah, that Michigan the State Bowl, game yeah.
3: that day that year. You remember that they couldn't do anything offensively. Was that, that Michigan the rain State game?
4: game? Was it at home?
3: I forget, but they couldn't do anything offensively. I, I was living, oh, I think I was living in Boardman with Lizzie our first year on the fan that mm-hmm. Michigan State game with Luke Fickle. Poor Luke Fickle. Boy, he's a good coach. He's really matured as a. I mean, I, I say matured uh, as a coach. I mean, he's just you know built Notre that Dame program. Fans.
4: Notre Dame fans, you're three and three. Luke Fickle six and one at Cincinnati. Are they four and three after? Are, are they, they four and three after Luke Fickle
3: lost the most draft picks Cincinnati's like ever had. He's and by the way, they lost a lot of talent there, like you just said. Like, dude, he's grinding out win. He grinded that stuff out against SMU the other day. Yes, I watched that game too. I watched that game. And Sauce Gardner, Mm -hmm. I mean... I mean, come on. Sauce Gardner, he's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate if he's not a rookie. He's good. If he's not a rookie, that kid's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. I mean, he's good. He's real good. Luke Fickle's got it going. I mean, uh, he's uh, great.
4: Now, I'm going back and looking. 2011 was the Fickle year. Was
3: I right? That was our first year on the fan. I'm living in Boardman at that time. Let me
4: go to...
3: So, I was right. The
4: schedule lost the Gator Bowl All right, just give me the results yeah, Michigan All right, here we state go. game Not Michigan State today.
3: was at home oh they had to have lost that game tell me I was right 10 to seven they lost they lost I remember the place was like a casket I just couldn't believe it but as a general college football person, I've enjoyed. I, I've enjoyed this year. They lost to Michigan, thirty-four to forty,
4: in that game, and yeah. I can't remember it for the life. I was life on of air. That. I was
3: on air right after. I did a post-game show, and I remember a bunch of Ohio State fans who were just like, "Eh, who cares." That's what they said? Yeah, because it was like, eh, we're getting Urban next year. Oh,
4: because they already had Urban in the saddle. They're like, yeah, we're getting
3: Urban next year. Boy, that
4: was bizarre. You almost felt for Luke. You
3: cared this year. You cared this year, which I'm like, yeah, get it going. Okay, hey, real quick. Do you care about what James Franklin said, though, about the tunnel at Michigan? What did he say? Did you see see that? didn't see it. So this was real. James Franklin said that they need to redo the tunnel. At Michigan, okay, there was oh, there was a melee. Well, not a may, melee is a bad term for it. There was because there was a problem at the Ohio State Michigan game, but that's Ohio State Michigan because they have one tunnel and the locker rooms are right across the hallway from each other.
4: Yeah, at, yeah I've at, been there at Michigan yeah, Stadium. Yeah,
3: have you actually been in the tunnel? Yeah, yeah I've been down there. Cool.
4: That's yeah, really, really cool. Two hours before kickoff, that's
3: really cool. It was.
4: I got chills. I, the that ba- is the so band, cool. the band was hanging around, and I got chills, and then. Uh, not not a great game for Mr. Uh, Mr. Fox Steady. If Jim
3: Jim Harbaugh ever gets off his lazy <laughs> ass and takes a job at the NFL, and our guy gets there, then I'll, I'll get through. Dude, I hope Ohio State,
4: State fan. I warned um, Ohio State fans last year. I warned them all year. I said, wouldn't shock me this year. I said it last year, all yeah, year, you did. and people jumped on me because they just thought they'd never lose. Which I get it. We'd won so many in a row. Again, wouldn't shock me this year if if Michigan gets us again. And now we're talking. Michigan beats us two years in a row. Uh, there will be oh, endless boy. fire Ryan Day threads, as good as he's been. There will be endless threads. I know there will
3: be. Well, if you lose to them, well, let me let me tell you. The, You're the favorite to win on. the national championship well, now. Well, we're jumping around. Let me tell you this real yeah. quick. Hold on to that thought. James Franklin said that they need to have different tunnels. Because, remember, they had the same tunnels at Notre Dame, and then they switched tunnels. They built that really thin tunnel oh, yeah. over on the side. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I kind of like it. I think it's kind of cool because it's it's really Mm -hmm. claustrophobic. And I think it's cool for the opponent at Notre Dame. Um, But he says there needs to be different tunnels because it leads to fights. Because I think, like, Penn State players were taking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and throwing them (laughs) at Michigan players. Because they have arguments right there in the tunnel. Because you can't help. Now you got I'm so many kids. It, yeah. You can't help but have a. You can't help but have a conversation.
4: You, ju- you ju- real quick. You just gave me chills because I'm thinking about one of the coolest things, and I, I don't get to go to the Ohio State games like I used to. And every every fan of every college team that takes football seriously, you'll you'll get the same chills. Yeah. But there is nothing. And I tell you nothing. And I used to enjoy the pageantry of this. Even though I was a diehard Ohio State homer, yeah. I'd be up in the press box doing student radio and I'd get the chills for, we, we would go on student radio. We would send it over to the marching band and make a big deal about it. Like here comes the best damn band in the land. And this is, you know, the year they won the national titles when I was broke in doing the local radio, mm-hmm. uh, doing the student radio and you'd, send it over to the band and we had some terrible microphones barely picking up the band but it was cool to us you know we threw it over to the best damn band in the land and we would say under the direction of wh- whoever and That's whoever good, yeah and it was cool like it was honestly a cool thing bands are nerdy everywhere right not at ohio state No, nah, i
3: like bands not at ohio state i it's totally a- changed my opinion of mm-hmm. bands after i got out of high school and i hate my yeah, opinion change- of bands when i was in high school it,
4: it does it does change so uh, they do that. They do some variation of Script Ohio. It could be for alumni weekend. It's four Script Ohio's, one in each end zone, one on yeah, each yeah, side. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah, a 1,000 yeah. people on the yeah, field. Yeah. And everybody comes back who's ever been in the band and takes part in it, and it's flawless. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, I shouldn't say flawless. That's probably like riding a bike it's a, a for them. A few guys a little off. but really? just the, the alumni guys.
3: Well, then, they're older, they might slow down. S- that's the quad Script up. Ohio.
4: Sometimes they do the double, where it's just one one way, one the other, and then... I want the big one. That's the one that I want. I kind of get disappointed if I see two and I can tell right off the bat, oh, no, they're going to do two. I want one. I want it the entire. And in the old days, it was grass. So you saw the Ohio script for the whole first quarter until the players Uh... wore it out. Now you don't see it as much. So they would come out there. And then it's national anthem after the, tw- the, the 10 minute, 15 minute, whatever. And the other bands, when Michigan came to town, their band, Wisconsin band, not everybody had a band that that came in but it was cool you'd see the flying M for Michigan yeah. and now you're all juiced up and I'm all juiced up about it now they get to the national anthem and then now they've even gotten a better tunnel entrance there's fire there's smoke there's better soundboards and better video boards they didn't have that you know 20 years ago but it was still cool because it works its way to a crescendo the other team comes through first the other team comes running through kind of it kind of similar kind of almost at the same time but they make sure that they don't cross each other and then Ohio State comes through. And just to see Trestle run out of there, and it's a whole 20-minute lead-up to that, and it is amazing. When's it is last, that much fun.
3: When's the last game you've been to?
4: I went to a game. I was in one game last year, and that was the first What's time in like, like now? four years. Is it
3: still, or is it, it feels, um, feels kind of corporate on TV. Yeah, it is more corporate. It feels like it's a it giant... Is-
4: it is more... It I've feels like seen it's a t-
3: giant mire on TV. Yeah, you've
4: seen it. Or a Kroger,
3: it. I should say. That's seen the big one. seen it so number.
4: many times, and even the band. The band is such a big deal that the halftime shows are, like, bigger than the game now because they, they go viral. Every halftime show Ohio State does has to be perfect. It has to be some, you know, Titanic or the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, and then they do their videos and everything. It's still really cool, How's then the their problem? games are then their games are five hours long, and they're beating teams 100 to 10.
3: Yeah, that's I mean that's that's kind of hard to keep that at like Penn State, their whiteouts are amazing. I'll never put on so, I'll never crap on it, it. It seems that their noise system maybe it's because the they're aluminum just louder. In there. I
4: don't know it's just louder their their sound
3: system it's like, it's Jesus. deafening. And that they must have extended here or something. And like, that lion good.
4: noise never stops the entire game. Yeah. You get so annoyed with it if you're in the other team. And that's one of the places. Like, you go to Michigan, they're very nice, most for the most part. Michigan fans oh, Michigan's are very nice. Like a, you go to Wisconsin, yeah. there's
3: some – Michigan's chi- like a dinner party, it seems. Yeah. yeah.
4: Wisconsin, there's some chicanery. Their band likes to mix it up a little bit, but they're nice. Penn State, it's like Ohio State. Those students are not there to welcome you. They are there to mess with you. And you just got to remember that. You just have to remember that. And what sucks is you drive all the way out there to go to Penn State because there's no flying in. You drive all the way out there. And when you are on a bender for a weekend at Penn State and you try to drive back the next day, you're 12 to 2. There is no put it in cruise control. (laughs) You are flying off the side of mountains. And you are not having a good time coming back from we Penn went to, State.
3: We went to Penn State once, especially if you lose. When I was with Ashland, we've done well in whiteouts, though. Oh yeah. Well, I went to Penn State once when I was with Ashland. I got to see the stadium. The stadium was—I remember how. I'll never forget how big the stadium was. But on our way back, they had like a whiteout the next day, and on our way back, we drove past the stadium during the whiteout, and it was awesome. It is awesome. It was so. Everything else was dark in State College, except for the stadium. And it was just like, oh my God, I want to be over there. That looks so. It's 110th at cool. the entire state. It stayed. was so cool. And it was like you could hear it in the bus. You could hear the crowd in the bus. That's how loud it was. And we're like, uh. every player was like, I wish I was good enough to play over <laughs> there. Like, it was so bad. But I was like, yeah, well. And we had lost too. What are you going to do? I miss right. that.
4: I do miss that.
3: I mean, I, just, I didn't play at Ashland. I didn't play but play at Ashland.
4: I just don't get that opportunity anymore to really go to those games. Maybe it won't be the same down the road. Well, I don't you know. Well,
3: you get better at ESPN. <laughs> that's not well, and you know I won't, so that's all done.